0: the hill country patriot
1: he's a native texan president of the fredericksburg tea party a student of ben franklin and john Locke, and he's a christian conservative political activist he's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide advise and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet self-governance
0: we don't get fooled he's matt long and this is the matt long show good morning folks so happy to be here with you on uh, what is it december 15th been married 21 years today thank you thank you to my, to my wife who still puts up with me after 21 years i don't know how she do it how she does it but uh very grateful to that and uh so not only that, we got all kinds of things happening today. We have Jonathan Science is going to be on uh, the program here in a minute with Texas Values. We're going to be getting caught up on a whole lot of the um, um, court rulings that have been happening about uh, the Texas uh, heartbeat bill. Um, of course, the one two weeks ago. Um, And then there have been several recently as well in Texas. And listen, they're getting confusing to me, so I'm hoping Mr. Science uh, will be able to um, straighten, simplify some of those things for us today. So we'll have uh, Jonathan Science on the uh, uh, air with us here in a few short minutes. Um, Lots of things happening. We have uh, 60 days until primary voting starts 60 days till primary voting starts now we have been um talking a whole lot about the deadline to file for many many offices was um uh, monday monday was the deadline to file for statewide offices and uh but all there are other elections that are going to be coming up this spring You may or may not have a May election. Um, There's going to be the runoff election in late May, and I'll go back that first May when you may have a city election or a county uh, vote of some kind um, in early May. There uh, is going to be a runoff, even though, and this is what's weird, we don't know if we're going to need a runoff this year, election, Uh, It would be, um, I think, a lot of us who are trying to replace the incumbents are hoping for a runoff, but there may not be a runoff. There's not always a runoff in the primaries. However, in all their wisdom, the Texas legislature decided to schedule the elections for Republican, for precinct chairs, all right, precinct chairs. They decided to put that election on the same day as the runoff election which is bizarre beyond all bizarreness. Um, and what does that have to do with the deadline for filing? Well, that deadline is uh, not passed up yet. You can still uh, file and run for a precinct chair in the Republican Party, and I'm assuming in the Democrat Party. Not that I care, but that's uh, um, definitely in the Republican Party. And uh, also, it is uh, there's going to be school board elections coming up. I know in Fredericksburg, And the deadline for filing for those elections has not passed. All right. And so I'm going to get you all of those dates. I believe the precinct chair uh, dates as well as school board dates will be coming up in January sometime. Um, But I want to encourage folks uh, to run for school board. We're going to be talking about that. Um, maybe in the fourth quarter today, I'm not too sure, um, but uh, definitely in the next day or two. And we're also in the future, and this has been requested of me by several people um, over the last couple of months, um, the idea of precinct chairs for the Republican Party, very, very, very important positions. And if we want to bring the Republican Party back to its conservative roots one of the pathways of doing that is going through precinct chairs and so those deadlines for precinct chair are not going to be until january sometime and what we want to do is spend some time talking about the job of the precinct chair what it is you would be called upon to do if you ran for that office which i'm going to encourage uh, conservatives to do we need to replace some of these rhinos in our Hill Country Republican uh, parties. And uh, the only way we're going to do that is by challenging them at the precinct chair level. And so before, um, I'm, I'm not sure on the date, we may spend some time between uh, the, between Christmas and New Year's talking about that, but definitely then we'll come back in in January and talk about and spend some time on precinct chairs the importance of them, and what their jobs are on those um, uh, as a precinct chair. Um, before we take a break and before we do a little bit of Ben Franklin here, I will, um, we, um, uh, but it, oh yeah, 122, that's what it is, January 22nd, um, Fredericksburg Tea Party is going to be hosting a, a an activist training, all-day activist uh, training workshop. <clears throat> you know we're bringing in the experts because they're coming in from out of town and they have briefcases and I was always told that that's how uh, you can tell an expert is if they're from out of town and have a briefcase that makes them an expert so we're bringing in some experts January 22nd the cost of this class is $40 early bird $50 if you wait until too late now there is also a minimum attendance required minimum sign up required for this and if we don't meet that they're not going to bother coming down to teach this course these guys are coming all the way from fredericksburg virginia (laughs) you heard me right fredericksburg virginia to come down to the hill country the class is actually going to take place in kerrville uh the fredericksburg tea party is hosting it though um, if you get the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter, you have been getting links for tickets to that, um, I guess, probably the last three weeks, and those will continue to be in your Monday newsletter. So wanted you to get that on your calendar and uh, 122 workshop, and uh, that is, that's going to be some good, good, good training, and uh, we'll give you more details on that. Uh, let me give you a little random uh, 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 Ben Franklin here. Um, let me see. Uh, after This one we've heard a few times, but it's always good. After crosses and losses, men grow humbler and wiser. After crosses and losses, men grow humbler and wiser. Y'all stay tuned, and we'll be back with uh, Jonathan Science. Good morning, we are back on the air. Thank you for staying tuned. I have on the line with me right now Mr. Jonathan Science and we've got uh, plenty to talk to today. We want to talk about some of the recent um, Supreme Court uh, rulings and even a ruling in uh, Texas uh, courts that uh, has gotten me all confused and so I'm hoping Mr. Science can straighten us out on that. But first, uh, Jonathan Science is with an organization called Texas Values. Uh, Mr. Science, would you tell us, um, first of all, welcome to the Matt Long Show. Thank you for coming on. And tell us about the, uh, what Texas Values does and what you guys are all about.
1: Well, sure, Matt. Texas Values is the largest faith and family public policy organization in the state of Texas. We work on the issues of religious liberty, pro-life, marriage, and family and we do that work primarily in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And so we're the only faith and family organization that's at the Texas Capitol every day during our legislative session. We've got supporters in all 254 counties of the state. Myself, I'm an attorney, and we've got about 11 members of our team. And uh, we've been doing this work now since 2013. And we're also the official family policy council that's associated with focus on the family
0: wow that's that's really good to hear uh... lots of big jobs in fact the uh, fredericksburg tea party has had uh... one-on-one uh, practice with you guys ever since we've started becoming very active up at the Capitol. and i have to tell you folks out there that are listening the texas values has been an incredible resource um for any any activists on the ground that want to fight for the values that jonathan just discussed you're 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 not reinventing the wheel um these guys will walk you through and help you in so many areas um i know you have helped us um help members of our organization with their testimony um what other kind of things do you do with what, what do you have to offer to a citizen who who woke up this morning and said I'm sick and tired of what's going on and I want to get involved and and help support Texas values. What, what, what kind of things do you do to help everyday people get involved?
1: Well, it's interesting you asked that question. I was at a Christmas party last night in the Houston area and that's the exact conversation we were having because a lot of people around the state are wondering what can I do? First of all, everyone has a role to play in protecting faith, family, and freedom. Those are Texas values, not just the name of our organization. That's the principles that have always been the overriding principles of our state. And so, you know, it depends on the circumstance of what people are looking to do. So the conversation we are having last night is, what do I do if I want to get involved in my school board, right, if I'm concerned about something that's happening in the school board? A lot of discussion right now about, you know, certain school districts having – books that students are reading that are way inappropriate, that are almost pornographic in different ways, right? So Mm -hmm. we can help people with developing strategies. So it it all, a lot of times just depends on the circumstances. I like to say, we have a comprehensive approach to advocacy. So whatever the circumstances is, or whatever the circumstance is, we can find a way to help people get involved. And so, and, and sometimes it is at the local level. Our work is not just focused on or existing on what happens in the state legislature. And sometimes we do go to DC, but it's fairly often at state or it's at the local level. And so um, you gotta figure out what, what the problem is, right? So what's the situation that you're trying to solve? What is the issue? Is it a legal issue? Is it something where, you know, you gotta go to court. We gotta file a lawsuit. We either have to Texas Values has to file a lawsuit or we need to bring a team of lawyers together to file a lawsuit, something of that nature. Or is it something that can be solved with a public policy Uh, change at your school board or some other legislative body or is it something that look you've got a bad elected official that's controlling a lot of things we got to get that person out of office Mm. Um, and sometimes it's hey we just need to create a lot more media attention and public attention around something to put pressure on whoever or whatever's going on to impact some change and so sometimes that's us pushing a button and sending an email out to a certain area to get people to make phone calls or send in emails or that's getting a press release out which we did yesterday in the houston area um, when harris county was trying to use county tax dollars or suggesting that they may use county tax dollars to support abortion entities to get around our texas heartbeat law so a lot of times this depends on the circumstance but um, we usually are able to find a way to either have ourselves as an organization get involved directly or empower the individual to let them know what some of their rights are what some of the, um, the avenues that they can explore and come up with a strategy to get something done.
0: Man, and you guys, I can tell you, uh, to, to our listeners, folks, they have absolutely, uh, this is not just talk. We have uh, leaned upon, I say, the Fredericksburg Tea Party when I say we. We have leaned heavily upon uh, the help that Texas Values has given us over the years and uh, have always been real proud to uh, work alongside them. There have been times when we've called them and asked for guidance, and there have been numerous times where they've called us and said, "Matt, there's a there's a hearing. We should we would sure like some uh, testimony from uh, some from some other citizens. Can you help us get testimony in?" And so it's it's been a hand in hand project. And I'm real proud to uh, continue our work with Texas Values. Your website is TexasValues.org. Did I get that right?
1: Uh, It's TXValues.org, like the state, Uh, abbreviated.
0: That's right. I knew that wasn't sounding right, TXValues.org. You guys need to check that out. Um, There's a couple of, first of all, two weeks ago today, you were standing on the stairs of the U.S. Supreme Court when you called us, and uh, it uh, it was, listen, it was really an honor here for me, to be able to talk with someone right on the steps of the Supreme Court. And there's been a lot of uh, a talk about that. Um, remind folks, um, we're not going to hear the result of this case. How did you feel it went, and when will we get the results of this? And uh, can you lay out any possible ramifications if it goes one way or another?
1: Sure. Well, two weeks ago, December 1st, a Wednesday, I was at the U.S. Supreme Court with thousands of people on the steps for, I think, one of the most important and historic days in the pro-life movement. Because I think this is a day we're going to look back on because this is when oral arguments took place at the U.S. Supreme Court related to a law out of Mississippi that makes it clear that babies are protected from abortion after 15 weeks of development. But not only that, the way the court case was set up it's a direct challenge to Roe versus Wade. because not every case that goes up that talks about a pro-life law is positioned legally in a way that allows us to challenge Roe versus Wade to get it overturned but that is the case in the Dobbs case is what it's being called it's one of the parties in the case and so um, the court has to decide by the end of June they've got to make a decision they could make one soon and, and as you your listeners and you're probably aware on Wednesday, excuse me on Friday of last week the US Supreme Court did issue a ruling on the two cases before them regarding the Texas heartbeat law, which could give us some indication of how they might rule in this Mississippi case. And that was a victory for the state of Texas. The heartbeat law prevailed. It was allowed to remain in effect. Um, The department of justice Biden administration lost completely. And so if Roe versus Wade is overturned, that doesn't mean that abortion is banned throughout the country. It just means it goes back to the state to decide, but Texas is a state that's already spoken on that issue and considering Roe versus Wade came from Texas, we know we already have laws in the books that we could then enforce uh, to protect babies from abortion.
0: So I recall, and I'm not sure which session it was in, but I recall there being a bill that if Roe versus Wade were ever overturned, that that would put in some kind of automatic um, ban of abortion in the state of Texas. Did I get that right? Did that bill pass? pass is uh what what where did that bill go if i'm getting it right
1: yeah i'm having trouble with my connection i don't know if you can hear me but we passed that law this year
0: okay good so that would so that did get passed this year so the there it was another lawsuit that ended up in a texas court that there was a ruling on this week, and that one has me confused because I can't. I've read several stories on it and I don't get it. Would you kind of straighten me out on what happened in the Texas courts that is going to allow providers to, uh, to sue? There we go. We have uh, lost Mr. Science. Um, tell you what, uh, Bob, can we uh, take an early break? And, um, all right, we're going to take an early break and see if we can get Mr. Sines back on the line. Y'all stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. We got Mr. Science back of TX Values. Um, and uh, just let me know, we're about out of time. So very quickly, there was a ruling, uh, Mr. Science, on a the a Texas District Judge ruling parts of the Heartbeat Act unconstitutional. Give us a quick answer on that, and um, we will, we'll let you go then.
1: That ruling is... It has no relevance. Um, a state court judge issued a very preliminary ruling, but as soon as they were able to enter judgment with sort of a legal uh, situation, the case was appealed. So before the judge was able to do anything to actually enforce that ruling, it's already been appealed and taken away from him. So it, it doesn't have anything any impact on the Texas heartbeat law. It's still fully enforceable. And now that the U.S. Supreme Court has spoken on this issue twice, the heartbeat law is fully intact, and it'll stay that way for quite some time.
0: Mr. Science, that's great news. Thank you again for taking the time. We appreciate what you do and what your organization does and for taking the time this morning. Thank you again, sir.
1: You bet. God bless you and
0: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right, so there we go. Um, That was uh, Jonathan Science with TXValues.org. And I'm glad to hear um, that, that Texas District Judge Rule has already been over with because i've already i was already about the fifth or sixth time through that article trying to figure out what that ruling meant and uh, so i'm glad to hear i don't have to try and figure it out now because it's a moot point so there you go got me out of a difficult job because i was having a hard time reading that one so that's moot so that's good if you saw that news or read that story on the texan it came up on the uh 10th and so That was five days ago, and apparently all that's been taken care of. Hopefully, I'll find a follow-up article on that in the next day or two. That would be very cool. So let's talk about local elections. All right, local elections. How many times has someone said to you that local elections are nonpartisan? They're nonpartisan. And you set, you'll say, or, or you'll start by saying, "Listen, we need to get some uh, conservatives into the um, t- into our school board, or we need to get some uh, Republicans onto our uh, city council." And uh, the first person that jumps up and screams "nonpartisan, nonpartisan" is uh, one of two uh, uh, groups of people. It is either the um, democrats the liberals the progressives who want to make sure that you don't say that don't say conservative or don't say republican because they 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 just they don't want that because that would be a challenge to them uh they would have to defend their progressivism if it came out that they were you know if it finally came out so well these guys are conservatives and these guys are progressives and that's who's running for your city office they don't want to do that who who is the other group that would uh, not want you to do that? Well, I hate to say it, but it's your local Republican parties. They they don't want to get involved. Listen, these they don't want to do the work. I, I'm I'm sorry. I keep coming down on 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 the local Republican parties, but I'm going to continue to do so. This uh, not only this nonsense about um, you know we can't get involved in local nonpartisan elections. And then there's another line of nonsense about not being able to get involved in the primaries uh, for some reason or another. Uh, they can't be seen to, you know, invite uh, a certain candidate, and they they don't. Have you noticed that any of the candidate forums happening in the Hill Country? Have you noticed that any of the primary candidates? Um, meetings in order for you to get to meet candidates in the Hill Country, like your House District HD 53 candidates, HD 19 candidates, SD 24 candidates. Have you noticed that when they come to town, when there's a panel of these uh, folks who want your vote and want your ears so that they can tell you what they're about, isn't it interesting to you that none of it ever comes from your local Republican Party? It's it's the it's the uh, uh, the Kirk County Patriots or the or the um, We the People Liberty in Action or as in the case of this last Monday night it was a single individual Lee Gibson and made sure that she got as many candidates as she could to speak up at this candidate forum along with Seth Keschel on Monday night, which was amazing. And by the way, several. People have asked me for his slideshow, and I did get links to that this morning. So if you ask me for his slideshow, I'm going to be getting those to you later today. Um, and uh, if uh, if you're listening and didn't know that was available, just send me an email, matt at ranchradiogroup.com, matt at ranchradiogroup.com, and um, I will uh, get that uh, slideshow that we saw on Monday, I will get you a copy of it. But back to the point, why is it the Republicans don't bring candidates? It, it, it doesn't have anything to do with, uh, there, there's no rules written down. We had a friend of ours recently try to find the rule on why and on what Republic local Republicans have been telling us that, well, we can't get behind anybody. We can't get on board in the, during the primaries. We have to keep our hands clean and not appear to be favoring anyone and 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 so they just stay out of it so we had a friend recently who uh started digging into that in fact we need to get her onto the air here uh sometime soon i think she's uh off in florida somewhere right now bless her heart um but uh when we get back i'm going to try to get her on the air for a couple of reasons but one is she couldn't find a rule that said that and when she pushed it When she pushed the question to a local um, Republican chair, county chair, the reply she got back was, well, that's what comes from the uh, higher-ups in in Austin. So they can't find that rule. They can't show it to you. But, you know, they made a phone call to Austin, and and that's that. Listen, I I don't know. I don't think that's how you run an organization. Um, I i just don't think so and local republican parties who don't want to get involved in the primaries i honest to god folks they just don't want to do the work it takes a lot of work to do that it takes a lot of time and when they got this job they thought it was just going to be fun and they could go around saying yeah i'm the county chair of the republican party or i'm i don't know what they had in mind but um their line about we can't get involved in primaries, um, that's just, uh, I'm, there's just not any truth to that. We can't find the rules. If there's some kind of rule in writing, show it to me, all right? But I honestly believe the local Republican parties could be inviting every single candidate that's running for an office locally. They could be inviting them and bringing them to your Republican group, so that you could hear them and vet them. They could be doing that, but it takes a lot of work. And quite frankly, it takes connections <laughs> in order to get a hold of some of these guys. And if they if they haven't been working on their relationships or connections, they, they, they can't pick up the phone and call all these candidates. Like a whole lot of people I know in We the People, Liberty in Action, Or people I know in the Kerr County Patriots. Or people I know in the Fredericksburg Tea Party. See, we've been working on these relationships for years. And when there's a whole list of Republican candidates coming up in a primary, and this is not a brag, this is just telling you what you can accomplish with some work. Right? Developing those relationships. And so, I can get on the phone and get a hold of pretty much any of these candidates running for statewide offices and I can get them to come down to the hill country as can we the people Liberty in action listen they got folks in that group that have been working this for so long they know everybody in the game they can get these people to come down and show up all right and um, it's it, it's very simple but the local Republican leaders they don't ever bring in any of these candidates. They don't care who you pick, apparently, for the Republican Party, and so they just uh, their job is to just you know open the doors on uh, on February fourteenth, so you can go in and start early voting. Is that their only job? I I don't think so. I think the local Republican parties ought to be doing everything they can to educate their Republican voters by bringing in candidates for the primaries. And if they tell you they can't do it, very politely ask them to show you the rules because see we they operate under rules. They got the bylaws. You can go to the Texas uh, 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 website for the Grand Old Party and you can read the rules and regulations and all of that there. Ask them and it should be very easy. Show me where it says that you cannot invite candidates in the primary to come to town and tell your local Republican voters, what they're all about. Just just find out. I could be completely wrong. I could have been misinformed, but so far nobody can find that rule. So, listen, um, local Republican leaders, call me if that rule exists. Show me the line, the paragraph, the section, this and that, and I'll come on the air tomorrow and apologize um Mucho apologies, and we'll take care of that very sincerely. But um, they don't want to get involved. They don't want to get the pressure either from above for the incumbents. Um, we have one local uh, Republican uh, uh, VIP who, when he goes to candidate, um, uh, when he goes to statewide candidate forums, and I've seen this happen a couple of times. He always asks him the question, uh, how will you do your job if Beto is governor? And I'm sitting there thinking, dude, if Beto is governor, you have a huge role in the Republican Party and you're asking them how they're going to do their job if Beto's in charge. I think the candidate should look back and ask this Republican leader, ask them, how, why in the world would Beto get voted in if you're doing your job right i mean i i just find it almost a question of i don't know it almost seems like a poke at those of us who are challenging the incumbents and by the way they're still trying to stick to that line that uh, unless the incumbent wins in the primary then the democrats are just gonna take over the entire state and uh there's just that there's no basis for that at all there's no basis for that at all i do not believe in 2024 that there's a basis for that in 22 or 24 now seth keschel on uh if you go back and listen to that interview i did with him on the radio a week ago very quickly he Tossed in something, and I, we had so many questions that I didn't follow up on this. But um, he he basically threw in there that by 2028, it's a good chance that uh, Texas will go back to the Democrats by 28. And he just kind of threw that line out, and and then we moved on. And it didn't dawn on me till later what he had said. My prediction. My prediction has been that uh, folks who say that if we don't get the you know all the incumbents if we don't get Abbott and Patrick back on the ballot then then you know the other guys are going to win my prediction on that is I, I, I don't think any of these guys have a chance in 22 I think Texas is still going to be able to squeeze out a Republican majority in 22 I do not have that faith in 24, and I definitely don't have the faith to make that prediction all the way down to 2028 like Seth Keschel did. All of this has to do with is your local Republican Party bringing you candidates for the primary? Is your local Republican Party supporting you if you decide to run for city council or school board and should they be should they be supporting you when you run in a nonpartisan race we're going to come back with the answer to that y'all stay tuned we'll be right back we are back thank you so much for staying tuned did i upset the apple cart this morning folks you can have the backing and have your local republican party help you win a local non-partisan election i want to read to you a um a uh, let's see this was a press release Uh, On December 6th, and so this is, uh, yep, nine days old, and I'm getting to it, Um, but uh, RPT, the Republican Party of Texas Chairman Matt Rinaldi, made the following statement. This is Matt Rinaldi. Following a year of big wins in school board and mayoral elections that drew national attention, The Republican Party of Texas is announcing an even greater focus on influencing local elections. It is no coincidence that this initiative comes at the same time President Biden's Department of Justice is attempting to suppress parental involvement in local elections by threatening to treat parents as terrorists for becoming involved in their children's education. Democrats across the country see the importance of local elections in the fight for America, and so does the Texas GOP. Now, the um, we're behind on this game. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Guess what? We're always behind uh, the Republicans. They, I, I don't know what it is. I, I again, I think fat and happy has a lot to do with it. Republicans in Texas have been fat and happy for 20, 30 years now, and uh, they really just think it's always going to stay that way and that they really don't have anything to do not to worry, and yet you look at local school board uh, talk and uh, local city councils. When you have city councils that are willing to destroy your constitutional rights, willing to break their oath to the Constitution on a regular basis with no ramifications. In fact, not only are there no ramifications in Fredericksburg, I think they're trying to shut down citizen engagement just because they don't like all those citizens there. They just don't want them there, and you know sometimes they're a little rowdy. Sometimes, sometimes when a citizen gives a really good a three-minute speech to the city council the rest of the audience reacts by clapping or going yeah or woohoo or something like that and my goodness that just bothers those poor city council members they just don't want to hear any woohoos and applause when someone speaks truth to them and so This, These kinds of actions, and if you've been seeing what's going on in Round Rock at the school boards there, where we had five progressive school board members who have actually censured two conservative members. By the way, those guys have been getting all over national news, and I got to meet both of them uh, two weeks ago. I have actually um, had quite a discussion with one of the uh, ladies, uh, the Round Rock school board, And uh, we're going to get her on the air after the beginning of the year, mainly because there are some legal actions happening with what's going on in the Round Rock School Board that are going to happen uh, between now and Christmas. And uh, so I'm not going to bring her on between Christmas and New Year's, but in the beginning of the New Year, we're going to have a little bit uh, more of an expose on what's been going on at Round Rock School Districts and what's going on at your school district, right? I mean, uh, we had a, a, a school board meeting. Someone sent me a clip of the uh, Fredericksburg school board meeting the other night, and all I got was a little clip, and so I, all I have is it's, it's out of context, all right, because that's all I have is the clip. I'm going to do more research on it, and I'm checking more into it today. In fact, there were a lot of... Uh, yeah, a lot of texts are flying around this morning while I was driving. I can't look at my texts uh, between 9.30 and 10 because I'm driving. So, um, but uh, apparently the idea of, um, of uh, non-gendered bathrooms in the middle school is coming up. Now, I don't know if it was out of context. It may have had to do with a future bond Um, Like I said, but it was just mentioned. It's just brought up casually about having, uh, you know, uh, gender-free bathrooms and showers, and that would mean locker rooms, uh, at the middle school. And so when I figure out what the context of that is, um, we'll let you know and we'll get back to it. But the, the discussions are being had. So that means you need to get involved and run for school board. You may say, I've never done that in my life, Mr. Long. I've never held an office like that. I've never run for school board. Listen, I can't tell you how many people, how many emails, how many texts, how many phone calls I get and the Fredericksburg Tea Party gets on education what are they teaching in our schools? Oh, Lord, what are they doing in our schools? They're doing this in the schools. We've got to fight that. We need to form a committee to fight what's going on in the schools. Yes, you do. We need to form a committee. And there's some things, uh, there's some things on the ground happening in Fredericksburg. I'll be more free to let you know here in the coming days. Um, but run for school board for crying out loud. Hey, run for school board. Run for school board. If you're that concerned, if you're that tripped out about what's going on in our schools, then run for school board. I mean, none of these people who are on your local school boards are trained professional school board members, right? They haven't been, they haven't gone to school board class. They don't have a degree in uh, school board mem- members, right? They're 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 another citizen just like you. And the left, starting in 2015, Project Lift came out of Texas Democrats. Project LIFT. What is that? It always sounds good. Don't they come up with the greatest uh, acronyms? Project LIFT. It just sounds so good. Well, what, is it, what does LIFT mean? Local investment in the future of Texas. And what it does is allocates state party resources. That's state of Texas Democratic Party resources to recruit, train, and elect Democrats to city councils and school boards. Oh, but wait a minute, Mr. Long. Uh, those elections are nonpartisan. We can't do that. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yes, you can. Yes, you can, and you should. And the fact that the uh, state, that Republican Party of Texas is now, well, we don't know when in 2015. I'll give them a break. Six years. We could call it seven years behind of what the Democrats have already been doing. So your local Republican Party now has permission from the Republican Party of Texas to help you recruit, to help you train and elect, get you elected as a Republican to city councils and school boards. They have the okay for that. So ask your local Republican leaders. Ask your county chair what it is we can do to get this going. We could get it going right away. Don't tell them they have to, that, that they're out of time. We can do a lot of this very, very quickly. Very quickly. In fact, the uh, deadline for applying for school board is sometime in the middle of January. I don't have the exact date, but I will be bringing that to you. And um, now the Republican Party... Your local Republican Party has permission and clearance to get involved in a partisan way in local nonpartisan elections. You know really all that means a nonpartisan election? You know what that really all that means is on the ballot that there's not a magic letter behind your name. That's all it means that on the ballot you don't have a D or an I or an R or an I or a G or an L or whatever. You don't have. That's the only thing that makes it nonpartisan. But when it comes to promoting, when it comes to uh, running candidates, you can dadgum right. You can say, "I'm a Christian conservative Republican, and I want to take back our schools." And I'm running for school board. And your local Republican Party should be right there backing you and helping you financially as well as training to take some of those seats. Man, I bet you I get some phone calls today from uh, local Republicans. I hope I do. <clears throat> Y'all go ahead, challenge me on this. Um, we have, we've been doing the Advent and i've really been enjoying this i've learned so much as i read through these and i read through these a couple of years ago and went through them last year but it just seems like it that just seems like i've opened this book for the first time um, because i get something new out of it every day uh today we are on day 15 and the title for today is the stable yesterday it was no vacancy right so today we're going to the stable uh We really don't know whether it was the downcast look on Joseph's face or his persistence or the explanation of Mary's late-term pregnancy. However, something uh, triggered an offer from the innkeeper to stay with the animals on the dirt floor of the stable out back. Joseph must have been down on himself. After all, he was the provider for his new wife. Now at her greatest moment of need, he couldn't even provide a cheap room for her. And even worse, he couldn't give his new son a room either. Have you been in the stable lately? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I don't, I don't mean one of those super sanitary ones that you see on television when they show the Kentucky Derby. No, I mean a real, live, honest-to-goodness barn stable where animals are kept. For city folks, stench and filthy are the first words that come to mind the only hope for fixing things up a little for mary would be a pile of hay for her to rest on and what about the baby if joseph provided a little hay for softness maybe his new son wouldn't be ashamed of his father for expecting him to spend his first night in an animal's stall there just wasn't much for this new husband or father to work with but joseph did his best making this animal storage shed into their motel room. Look at what they all endured just so there would be an Advent story, so that humanity would have a Savior, so that you would have a Savior. Kind of impressive, huh? Maybe it's time to pour out a little extra gratitude on Mary and Joseph. I've been telling you the last couple of days that uh, my wife and I have now seen twice the um, chosen... The Christmas special, and uh, listen that scene that we just read about no end at the room, and then go into the stable. The first scene when they get into the stable is uh, Joseph uh, scooping up uh, animal poop. They did such a well job of uh, filming that it's almost you could almost smell it in that. Folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. See you tomorrow.